Hello, David Tretzky for the Bond Experience. Welcome back. All right, I have a video up right now. It's uh, seeing a little bit of action because it's an action-packed video. See how that works? Amazing. But it's a basically, it is a, a very complete tour by the president, Paul Spires, of Aston Martin Works. Location outside of London, a little bit of a jaunt to get there. But once you get there, it's an amazing place where they've made the world famous <laughs> Aston Martins, like the DB4s, DB5s, DB6s. And they also do a lot of heritage work. But most importantly for this audience, for you, for me, they did the continuation Goldfinger models. You know, those puppies that are were about $4 million. Um, I actually got to see the last one before it was delivered to the client. Got to play with it. The video's up on YouTube. So you could listen to me jawbone about it. Or you could go over and watch it if you have it. You won't be sorry. 34 minutes of pure car porn. Just car candy. The maple syrup of cars. Just, you'll see. I mean, the last 10, 15 minutes are the culmination of, of a lifelong dream. And why is that? Why is it that we ooh and on get all gooey in the knees when it comes to these cars? I think with the DB5 in particular, and I'm speaking for myself, but I have an inkling that if you're listening to this, this may be a part of how you're wired as well. There's something about James Bond cars and especially the ones with gadgets. For me, I think it's a, it's the perfect blend of steely tool, deadliness, but artwork, beauty, and then you have the hidden gadgets, which is all about subterfuge. It's all about surprises. It's all about being an incredibly capable weapon. I mean, this car is not just a mere car. It's something so much more. It has these skill sets that were embedded by Q Branch. And because of that, it makes it a more deadly sort of badass entity. It's its own rivaled superhero version of itself. It's not a car. It's a supercar. And it's super capable. And if you think about it, the DB5 is the car version of James Bond. Look, I know I'm not the first to talk about this or get all philosophical about this, but four tires meets two legs. The DB5 is Sean Connery. He's Sean Connery's Bond. Now, other other Bonds have had the DB5, have been a part of the DB5. Daniel Craig, Brosnan, obviously, to name a few. Heck, even Roger Moore and Cannonball Run. But when it comes to understanding the connection of the DB5 as a spy gadget weapon badass tool that kind of is the Sean Connery James Bond but it's also got cool suave sleekness it's handsome in its lines it's also remarkably simple and I don't mean from a gadget standpoint but that steely gray is just perfectly simple, the way it all comes together. It's not overly complicated. And if you think about it, Sean Connery's Bond is who he is. You know, a man on the mission against the world sometimes. A couple friends, a couple engagements. But other than that, it's him against the world. And as I sat in this DB5 and connected, I'm here to tell you that there was, you know, those hot eye moments. I don't know if 
I guess men call it hot eye moments. Some people call it crying. I didn't quite cry, but there was moments where I thought about the gravitas and the bigness of it and the emotional connection. You know, all those years ago in, gosh, was it 1977, 1978 when I saw The Spy Who Loved Me? And in Atlantic City, I went to the toy shop there like we went every single year on vacation. I was always able to get a toy. Uh, last couple of years, I had gotten, of course, the Batmobile Corgi with the firing missiles out of the back and the removable Batman and Robin. One year, I actually got the boat that attached to it, but not that year. Not after I saw The Spy Who Loved Me. My dad pointed out in the toy shop, post the movie we just watched, that's, that's a James Bond car. Now, it wasn't the Lotus Esprit, it wasn't the white Lotus Esprit. I don't even remember if that was even available, but I remember getting that Corgi, and I remember the magic of seeing the bumpers push out and the the amazing, amazing telescopic tires, the, 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 the thrashers, and, you know, the bulletproof shield in the back. And of course, of course, you had the man flipping out of the top. You must be jokey. I never joke about work, 007. Now transcend that to a boy with big toys and suddenly you have my experience at the Aston Martin Works where I get it. (laughs) I get why these sultans or Warren Buffett or whoever was able to afford the $4 million Aston Martin. I get why they pulled the trigger on it. They invested because you really are hard pressed to capture a toy a moment of this nature. Now, some of you could say, well, it's an investment. I think if you're buying a $4 million car that you've got to pay extra to make it roadworthy, chances are you're not buying it for an investment. You're buying it to keep in your garage, of which probably is carpeted and has TVs and a full bar and probably 10 to 12 other cars. Uh, you're keeping in your, and, and you're, you're having your weekend happy hours or your poker nights with your friends who have flown in from Dubai and other places around the world. And you go, hey, I want to show you guys something. And then you're showing off your gadgets. And so as I went through there, I think what made me emotional was not, oh my gosh, this is so great. I've got this tour. And I mean, yeah, that was amazing. But it was about capturing that same nostalgic moment, that that synapse fire that I had with the excitement of a kid in Atlantic City going back to the hotel room after I purchased that Corgi toy, firing all the little stuff on it, playing with it as my brother was playing with his brand new spanking shiny Corgi Batmobile, which he's still into Batman, by the way, and I'm still into Bond, so our parents appropriately ruined us early. But it's capturing that moment, the magic of playing on the hotel carpet and, you know, pulling out fantasies where the bond at the time for me was and could only be Roger Moore because that was the only one that I was connected with. Now, as I've turned my childhood fantasies into reality of traveling the world and experiencing these brands and locations, it is so nice. It is so nice to know that my nostalgic heartstrings can still be played upon. That these experiences that I've been blessed to have have not jaded me in any way. You know, things like this can still be very special and can still take me back to a very, very simple time where, well, the complications of life were meaningless because that corgi on the floor was everything. (laughs) 
Amazing. Well, it, listen, if you haven't seen the video, go enjoy it. If nothing else, Paul Spears um, is an amazing storyteller. He is so passionate about the brand, about his location, about his job. I couldn't think of a better ambassador for Aston Martin Works and the Heritage Line and what they do and the project that befell them. And I was honored and blessed and really, really appreciative to be a part of it. So the video sits up there in all its glory. Go enjoy it. Think of this as a compendium, if you will, about sort of the emotional connection to some of these these videos that I do. They're not transactional in any way. This is my hobby. I love it. Hope you love it too. Anyway, get back to your life. In the meantime, this has been David Zaritsky for The Bond Experience. We'll see you real soon. Take care.